your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Man, I just uh, saw this story this morning. It just it just makes me wonder sometimes. You know, I said yesterday that maybe somebody had injected a shot of sense into Jerry Jones with the, the Zach Martin contract discussions, and, you know, he's still out, and now his fine is three hundred grand. It's a $50,000 tab every day for him. Um, and just, you know, kind of thinking that, okay, maybe, maybe Jerry's finally got a little sense to himself, but, but now the, he just, for whatever reason, he's stubborn on this whole ring of honor thing with, with Jimmy Johnson. And now he's quoted in the Fort Worth Star Telegram by saying this, it's about who I'm, who I'm going to put in the ring of honor. We're going to make, be making those announcements as we go. He had announced in June that nobody would be getting in this year. He goes, um, we'll just let that go. I've got a couple of coaches in addition to Jimmy that ought to be in that ring of honor. <laughs> I mean, Barry Switzer is the only other Cowboys coach to win a Super Bowl title. Um, some would say he did that with Jimmy Johnson's team. That's fair, but they he still had to coach them. He still had to execute and all those kinds of things. And he did have a, a very full cupboard that he took over there. Some would say that they probably should have gotten another one. Oh. Uh, with Barry Switzer, um, and why he just doesn't go ahead and and put Jimmy Johnson into the Ring of Honor, who's already into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it just it just seems silly, petulant. It's you know, like a, I've got I hold all the marbles and I'm not going to let you play with them. Yeah, I'm in control. Yeah. Yep. Kiss the ring. Mm-hmm. Beg. Yeah. Uh, he uh, declined to acknowledge the other coaching candidates uh, while admitting that he loves the conversation about who is and who isn't getting inducted. <laughs> okay, He says, I'm not going to talk about that, but the point is that the Ring of Honor should be very, very exclusive. And it's good that whatever we do, we get to talk about it as much as we do. It gets more attention than it does if we loaded it up. Um, you know, DeMarcus Ware is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and now there's quote a good good chance he'll be inducted in the team's ring of honor. I mean, how many how many teams out there have uh, people or players in uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but not in the team's ring of honor? If they, if they have a if they have a ring of honor, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but I can't imagine it would be too many. No, it would be it'd be it'd be pretty small, right? It would be it'd be pretty pretty small. So. I don't know. It just, it's just, like I said, it seems silly um, with regard to that. The, uh, the other question uh, that I have with regard to the Cowboys, and I, I just wonder if this affects Zeke Elliott at all, is Ronald Jones, one of their running backs, getting popped for a uh, PED suspension for a couple of games. Does that make the Cowboys a little leaner? Does that make them open to going back to to Zeke and saying okay we can we can use you here's here's the number or is is two games not enough to even really worry about 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think it's a. It's a major factor. A big deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, he Jones signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys back in March. He can practice during training camp and can play in the preseason. Uh, the suspension takes effect on September third, and then he's eligible to return to the Cowboys on September eighteenth. Yeah, I mean, you'd prefer to have him, but I just, mm-hmm. it's a long seventeen-game season. Yeah, I think that's and, that big of a deal. Yeah, and it's not yeah, like heck. Most running backs miss a couple games a year anyway. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> right. And it's not like he was just you know just this key factor. He had he played in six games last year with Kansas City, seventy yards rushing and a touchdown. They seem um, to do okay without him. You right. Know, they played 17 regular season games. He only played in six. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his best year was in 2020. He played for Tampa Bay. Uh, he gained uh, 978 yards on 192 carries and had seven touchdowns. They won the Super Bowl that year. Of course, um, they had Tom Brady at quarterback. So that, that's, that's good. That's that always, it's always very, very helpful. Um, the Cowboys are a little thin, uh, but maybe not maybe not enough to really worry about uh, that much with regard to uh, to Zeke Elliott. So we'll we'll see about that. Um, let's see thoughts, comments. Yates Morning Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Um, you know, with regard to um, the. Uh, with regard to the Rangers, uh, you know they got the other, they got the, the two pitchers coming in. One that's going to go into the rotation, one that'll be a reliever. You've got the Nate Evaldi situation going on. Kind of wonder how long he's going to be out and what the impact is on that. And then of course Scherzer uh, coming over. Kind of feel like that they've. You would think that that would inject some enthusiasm in the clubhouse. Uh, maybe kind of help overcome. The last, you know, 50 games in which they're a game under 500 um, doesn't cure all the ills, but maybe maybe that's what they needed, you know, just to inject a little freshness into the clubhouse and sense of confidence from the front office and ownership. Yeah, I think it definitely is a confidence booster. And it says that, hey, ownership's doing everything they can to, to help us here. So we're all, you know, going in the same direction. But I, I think that's what it is. I mean, when you see teams add guys obviously you expect them to play well on the field but mm-hmm. it gives the rest of the team confidence hey this this team keeps keeps getting better and we've got a real chance here to do some things and you know we may have be going through a rough spell or whatever but you know ownership all that they feel like we're we're a good team and and you know maybe they don't maybe some guys don't need that i don't know but i just i think that when you have a feeling at the all-star break where hey well, man we're we're close with this other team and you see them making trades and you don't, it feels like, oh man, they're getting better and we're not. And so the Rangers, I mean, they may be the big winners of this trade deadline. And so you have to feel like the Ranger players feels like, man, we, we've done everything we can here. We've got, we've got a chance to do something special. And I also wonder if that makes, not that the players are going to play any harder, or, but I mean, I just wonder if that does give them like, okay, now, we we've got to back up our GM. We've got to back up our ownership. We've got to we've got to do the little things to execute because they've shown us that they're that they're committed to winning, and goes kind of a little bit both ways. Yeah, I, I don't buy into the play harder part. Mm-hmm. You should be playing hard all, all, already, but I'll I'll buy into the playing being more confident part. 
you know, maybe trying to, to do all the, the little things, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it seems like, um, and I, I don't have any reason to, 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 to state this, but it seems like, like around here, folks were fearful that Josh Young would be tangled out there as a, as a, as a, as a trade guy. But I mean, what, obviously with as well as he's playing, why, why would you, why would you do that? Was that just, you know, just our own Where kind did of, you, we had one conversation. We mm-hmm. collectively had one mm-hmm. conversation about that as an, uh, as a, if it took Josh to get, you know, number one, right. Left-hander Randy Johnson type guy. Yeah. And maybe. guarantee a world series. Yeah, that's the yeah, only, that was mention. only time, and that was when we used the thing. Yeah, it guaranteed you yeah. a World Series, right. which you obviously cannot do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, I don't, that's the only time I ever heard anybody talking. Okay, yeah, I don't think the Rangers are. No, I just wondered if we, as a, I just wondered if we, as a fan base, were was just showing our own little insecurities about, um, you know, losing a guy like that, fear, fearful that that. So no, you can throw you're gonna throw a bucket of water on that. And, I, yeah, I don't think. Okay. I think Ice everybody, bucket challenge, bucket water. Yes. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> kind of gets that uh, he's going to be there a long time. Okay, be a good. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, watch if he traded today. <laughs> put the choice Woodman jinx on him. You know, choice can't say it. Mm. You can say it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The choice uh, has he had a recent jinx? Well, he had the. There's no way that the Rangers are going to fire their manager today, and then he like, what? No. Ten minutes later, it happened. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't want any words of "Hey, they're not going to trade Josh Young." Yeah, no. Choice isn't allowed to say those things. He's not allowed to say those. Just words. like you're not allowed to talk about a, de- a debilitating snowstorm. Okay. All right. No, well, I don't think that's going to happen today. I think we'll be not just talk about wish for wish for it. Yeah, wish for it. <laughs> wish for it. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is August the 1st, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1928. Babe Ruth hits his 42nd home run of the season in a Yankees 12-1 win over the St. Louis Browns. This takes him four weeks ahead of his 1927 pace. Mm. 1936... The 11th Summer Olympic Games are opened up in Berlin by Adolf Hitler. The positive note to think about is here pretty quick, we get to talk about Jesse Owens. Right. Giving him the old, uh, even the Fuhrer, the middle finger. Well, just winning races in front of him, really. I mean, yeah. uh, 1941, New York Yankees pitcher Lefty Gomez sets a Major League Baseball record for most walks in a shutout. He issued 11 walks in a 9 to nothing win over the St. Louis Browns. 1957, Gil Hodges hits his 13th Major League Baseball career Grand Slam as the National League record and the last ever as a Brooklyn Dodger player. 1971, Richard Petty wins the Dixie 500 in Atlanta, Georgia. He becomes the first NASCAR driver to win $1 million in career earnings. Wow. 
1977, San Francisco Giants first baseman Willie McCovey hits a National League record 18th Major League Baseball career Grand Slam. 1982, after the first 13 runnings of the Midsummer Classic, Darrell Waltrip becomes the very first driver to win the Talladega 500 twice. 1993, 14-time Major League Baseball All-Star Reggie Jackson is inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. And in 2002, in signing star linebacker Ray Lewis to a five-year contract extension, the Baltimore Ravens give him a $19 million signing bonus, then the largest in NFL history. With it being August 1st, we have things of the month. All right. It is catfish, panini, peach, and sandwich month. Sandwich month. Sandwich month. This generic, though. Sandwich. Whichever determination of the sandwich that you are looking for. It's also National Raspberry Cream Pie Day. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Have you? I don't know that I have. Happy birthday to Adam Jones, who's 38, Madison Bumgarner, 34, and Edron James is 45. And on this day in 1943, a Japanese destroyer rams an American uh, patrol torpedo boat, slicing it in two. The destruction is so massive, other American PT boats in the area assume that the crew is dead. Two of the crew members were, in fact, killed, but 11 had survived. After five hours of clinging to debris from the dismantled PT boat, the crew made it to Coral Island. A young lieutenant in charge tried to swim out to get help, but uh, couldn't wave anyone down. His chronic back pain and strong currents made it difficult for him to get back to the island. Once back on shore, he fell ill. After he recovered, the entire crew actually swam to Cross Island, which is a larger island that they could see. The lieutenant then sends some natives with a message to the Navy. Nauru Island, natives no position. He can pilot. Eleven alive, need small boat. The lieutenant would earn the Navy and Marine Silver Star. And later become the 35th president of the United States of America, John, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And that is this day in sports history. All right, 6.50 this morning <clears throat> on the morning drive. Uh, nice to uh, be with you today. The uh, Yates Warring Center chat line is open. Uh, Texas Tech announcing yesterday, Jamie, one of the basketball games that they'll uh, be playing this year is against Vanderbilt. Uh, they'll be playing that game on December the 16th. It'll be a 6.30 tip time at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. Uh, it'll be their second game that they've played there. They're 0-1. They lost a game to Houston there. Uh, Vandy is coached by Jerry Stackhouse. Okay. And they are coming off of back-to-back NIT appearances. Stackhouse was the rain, was the co-coach of the year uh, last year in the SEC. They went 22-15 and 15 last year. The 22 wins are the most for Vandy since a 25-win season in 2011-2012. Uh, Texas Tech all-time is 2-6 and six against Vanderbilt, but the most recent game came 
on December the 20th, 1979, Tech won 89-86 in overtime in Nashville that uh, snapped a three-game losing streak. So, I, you know, I understand that this is kind of what they have to do. I mean, this is probably a made-for-TV matchup because the other games that day, um, Air Force and UT Arlington will play uh, and also uh, TCU and Arizona State uh, will play. Um, and uh, But, I, you know, I'd rather that game be in Lubbock <laughs> but, or, or even Vandy playing home and away. But it is what it is. I'm not going to build an outrage factory on it. Yeah, we know your your take on these. I mean, it's definitely the event wouldn't happen mm-hmm. if it no wasn't doubt. being played in a neutral site like no this. D- so, no doubt. Uh, I, I think it's an entertaining matchup. It's a fun matchup. And obviously there's a big fan base in, in the Metroplex that mm-hmm. will show out, and as they did the last time, and, and make that a, feel like a home game for our Red Raiders. You know, I um, if you'd you can ask- always hop in the car and go watch, drive. Yeah, they have like plane flights that'll get the, you there the too. Plane flights will get you there right. too. Yeah, it's, I think it's a little easier just to drive over to Fort Worth. And I would agree. You know, I would to, agree. I've not been inside that arena. I think I'd like to see it. Um, well, here's your chance. Well, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, the Lady Raiders will have the, a game that night or day, and that I'll be involved in that in some form or fashion. So, mm-hmm. kind of thinking that there might be a. Since it's a Saturday and it's right before Christmas, you would think that uh, that they'd be playing a game somewhere. Don't really know. Yeah, good chance. You know, and, and uh, would, I'm kind of anxious to see the the, the schedule for both teams. Uh, we haven't heard anything formally yet, uh, other than you know you've got this game and, and a few others that that have been sprinkled uh, to be announced. Lady Raiders are going to play in Las Vegas over Thanksgiving, but other than that, it's uh, it's been kind of famine with regard to the schedule and i mean we're not that far away i mean december the 16th today's august the first so you know we're what four months away four and a half months away and we'd love to see a let's see a basketball schedule come out but i don't think it's going to come out this week not with the start of football practice and things like that we get kind of lost in the lead so to speak yeah maybe a little bit so anyway i'd look to I bet they'll have it out before the season starts. You, I bet they'll give you plenty of time. Have you uh, been to the Dickies Arena? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, buy I've, it. I've seen it off in the distance. Um, so I'd like to kind of check that out and see what that... Uh, if you had asked me, I, 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 I thought Tech had played more games in the Dickies Arena, but apparently just the one. Uh, last year they, they played... Uh, excuse me, during the 2020 season... Uh, which was limited uh, because of the pandemic. They lost that day to Houston, uh, 64 to 53. So they've just played the one game. But if you'd have, if you'd have said, hey, how many? Oh, well, man, they played a half dozen games there, it seems like. But I'm, I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I played some at the uh, where the Mavs play there. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back, back in the night era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They played at... Uh, the double-A, American Airlines Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan in Dallas says this, Chuck, pre-sale tickets go on sale today. Oh, thank you, Dan. Yeah. And Dan's living proof that there are Red Raiders in the Metroplex. Yes, there are. There and are. they go to sporting events. They do. Yeah. They do. They Dan do. will help make it a home field advantage they for do. Red Raiders. They do. Of course. Yes, absolutely. He's 
and he comes here. You know, he he comes this way. He does. The the the, the highway goes both ways mm-hmm. between here and Fort Worth. It goes and it comes and it comes back. So, thank you, Dan and Dallas. It's always it's always nice to have a helpful helpful friend, a pen pal, so to speak on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open via the Double T 97.3 mobile app, which is presented by Happy State Bank. And uh, we're great to have you with us. Glad to have you with us this morning. Great to have you with us. It's great to have you with us. Glad to have you with us. Tyler Shuck named Jamie to the uh, Maxwell preseason watch list. I mean, there'll be a lot of guys that are named to this list, but it's always good to have your guy named to that list. Sure. You know, somebody that uh, folks are taking a look at. Uh, eight and one as a starting quarterback. Uh, he was injured in the 2022 season opener. Uh, did lead uh, Texas Tech to wins in uh, their final four ball games. They were Five and zero in games he started last year, and he was the MVP of the uh, Texas Bowl, in which Texas Tech beat Ole Miss forty-two to twenty-five. He's a seasoned quarterback. Uh, last year, thirteen hundred and four passing yards and seven touchdowns, one hundred and six of one seventy-seven, about sixty percent um, for his career. He has completed sixty-four percent. 288 of 451, 3,879 yards with 29 touchdowns. What do you, what do you think his best asset is? Mm. Oh. Do you think it's, it's his level. accuracy? Do you think it's his poise? Do you think I it's think his it's, ability to take care of the football? I think experience level is one mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put up there. Uh, I think accuracy is that's that's a that would be a good one. I mean, he's got a strong arm, but it's not like a super cannon or whatever. But I think he's a guy that can make all the throws. Do you do you think um, do you think you can use the word durable with him? No. <laughs> Could you say that? Well, I guess no. I mean, I I don't disagree with you, um, and I guess the, because I think because Who in the world would say that nobody nobody yeah. would nobody would say that, and I guess that was kind of a stupid statement. Um, but my my I guess my my but po- it, at the same time, I mean, some of that's just bad luck, right? I mean, he's not fragile. Yeah, he's not like he's. It's not like his China doll or something like that. It's not Sean Bradley out mm-hmm. there. I mean, he's a big, thick kid. Mm-hmm. Just had bad luck. Um, yeah, he's had he's had some bad luck. I mean, and also remember the way you use quarterbacks now across college football. You're almost everybody's playing backups because you use them as a runner, a runner, and they're going to get hit more. Do you think that will continue, or do you think yep. they'll do a better job? Because it didn't. Look, I mean, it looked like in those last five games. I mean, they weren't afraid to run them. I sure, uh, I sure hope they do yeah. across college football. I mean, I, I think uh, it's good to have that, you know, extra weapon out there on the field. And uh, Tyler does a great job with that. I wasn't trying to. Somebody says I'm throwing shade on Chuck asking the durability question. Well, I mean, it's hard to when you nobody in the world could say he's durable right he's been hurt both right. seasons he's been here right, right. But and so it does feel like you're kind of pointing out a flaw uh, well I get and I I didn't really mean it that way I didn't really I guess think before I spoke on that I guess really what what I was kind of thinking about was 
Um, you could have asked if durability was a concern or okay. something like that. Hey, Jamie, is uh, durability a concern for Tyler Shuck? <laughs> Again, I just feel like it's it, mm-hmm. it's college football the way it is. And if you see Tyler Shuck, you don't see Doug Flutie. Okay, you see a big physical kid. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not as if, as if he's not prepared himself for mm-hmm. battles in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's that's the deal. I mean, when you kind of see him in person, and may, maybe he is a guy that's just been dealt some bad luck, just been, you know, hit hit wrong or fallen awkwardly or however however you want to say that. Somebody says this Shuck was tough as hell in the Texas Bowl. Yeah, he certainly was. I thought, I mean, I that think that was his best game as a Red Raider. I thought he was terrific. Uh, like I said, uh, for his uh, for he was his good against Oklahoma too. The the game mm-hmm. before. For his career, 3,879 passing yards, 29 touchdowns uh, between his first three seasons at uh, Oregon and his last two at Texas Tech. And he still has another year to play if he wanted to. So, I mean, he could be Dr. Shuck and come back and, and play next year if he, wa- if he wanted to. Um, he is among... Huh? Discount over at Furs and senior citizen <laughs> discount. Still be the quarterback. Right, right. Do you think he'll use that when you get to that sixty plus age? Do you think he'll take advantage of the senior senior discount? Absolutely. Why you, would I not? Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm like know. offended by it. don't want people to know how old I am. No, I didn't know. Didn't know. Maybe give me the discount all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if somebody wants to claim I look like I'm sixty five now and give me twenty mm-hmm. percent off of my meal, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Maxwell Awards, 85 players are on this list, uh, including the 2022 winner, Caleb Williams. He's from USC. And then seven returning semifinalists. Uh, let's see. Marvin Harrison from um, Ohio State. Bo Nix, whom we'll see. He plays at uh, Oregon. And then uh, Cameron Rising from Utah. Uh, and uh, Michael Penix from uh, Washington. So, a lot of a lot of Pac-12 guys there, you know, Oregon, Utah, Washington, USC, uh, the Georgia quarterback Brock Bowers um, was on that list uh, as well. So I I can't help but when you talk about Tyler Shuck and just feel I, I don't want to say I'm amazed or anything like that, but it's just surprising in today's era of college football that you have Baron Morton still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'm not saying he's happy to be sitting behind him, but loves being a Red Raider. This is his dream school where he wanted to be. And he's willing to, you know, sit back and and um, and be the backup again. And uh, it felt like before the injury last year, he had earned the right to be the starter. OK, just like Tyler had before his injury. OK, but I mean, there's just feels like there are not a lot of kids. A lot of not a lot of young men that would still be sticking around to be the backup, and you know who knows? Maybe this is the year that your starting quarterback stays healthy the whole year, and Baron Morton throws no, um, not a single important pass. I mean, he plays in some mop up games or whatever, but doesn't throw an important pass. You don't know, you don't know, and um, I don't know. I think it speaks really highly for Baron Morton and about him being a great Red Raider because he wants to be here, you know, even if he's not the starter and. Um, I, you know, I know that there's not trying to create drama or anything like that, but there were comments made last year that 
Um, I don't show Tyler Shuck to be not the greatest of teammates. Okay, I don't think anybody's questioning that with Baron Morton. Yeah, and I, I think that I think you bring up a good point, great point actually. Um, the fact that he is that he is still here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, this was his dream school. This is where he wanted to play, and um, good for him for sticking it out. There's just not a lot of young men anymore that do that, or not a lot of people in this world. So, mm-hmm. uh, good for Baron Morton, and um, definitely a guy that makes makes me want to root for. Yeah, and you know, a guy that uh, you you you. Be interesting to see. I'm sure Coach McGuire will be asked about him well, on he, Thursday. How how will he be used this coming year? Well, and you can see the respect that Coach McGuire has for him and their desire to keep him in the program and all that. As Coach McGuire told us at Big 12 Media Days, he's going to be a captain too. Baron Morton is, even though he's not even your starting quarterback. So I think that, that says something about what they think about Baron Morton as well. So the uh, media day will be Thursday, and then practice begins on uh, Friday morning. And um, Coach McGuire, uh, Coach Tim DeRuiter, the defensive coordinator, and Coach Zach Kitley will all uh, speak on Thursday afternoon. Of course, we'll have we'll have coverage for you. Uh, players that will be uh, participating include Miles Price, Dre McRae, Jeff, a guy that you're really interested in seeing and excited about, Rusty Stats, offensive lineman, center, who really hopeful that can be an, an anchor on that on that line, uh, along with Dennis Wilburn and Cole Spencer. Mason Tharp will be there. The uh, standout tight end, I'm hopeful. Like Chuck has hopeful. a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> uh, and then on, on defense. <laughs> I almost want to go put my sunglasses on. That twinkle was so bright. That's a man crush. Uh, Somebody Taylor let Mason Dickerson. know on Thursday. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I hope he does well. You know, I hope he does well. Uh, Mason, if you're ever hungry, Chuck <laughs> Hines will be happy to buy your every meal. Not really. Like all the t- all you have to do is go see him. Um, Dadrian Taylor Demerson on the defense, along with Miles Cole, among them Link Dunlap, Josiah Pierre, and uh, Austin McNamara, the punter. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a kind of an animated guy, just from what I observed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line: Knowing Morton's dad, I'm sure he's taught his son to finish something he started. Okay. And uh, Coach Morton is not going to be coaching this year, so he'll have plenty of time to uh, hang around and, and uh, make sure he's at the game without having to scramble after a high school Friday night game. So good for him. Jamie's question of the day is next. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. If only we could combine the two things going on today and we could have an announcement of a new team coming to the Big 12 Conference, mm-hmm. but it includes a trade deadline. So mm-hmm. you have to trade a team out. Oh. So we could send Houston, say, to the Pac-12 in exchange mm-hmm. for Arizona. Or maybe it's a two-for-one deal where we get Arizona <laughs> and Arizona State and, and we get, get rid, rid of Houston. Yeah. Right. Only if we could combine those two things today, Chuck. That'd be great. That'd be great. And maybe send um, send West Virginia to the Big East or something like that. Yeah, maybe so. And Cincinnati would be lonely, though. They would be. They would yeah. be. They would be lonely. Okay. All right, your this question. This is, is uh, here's my question of is the day. Is it simple? Today. Is it is it hard? This is, uh, I don't know. I we'll think probably make it hard. I'll I think make it it's hard. it's simple, but um, this a is a record setter. This is a nine-part question. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know if I could remember part three. 
I want you to take Big 12 football, mm -hmm. Big 12 men's basketball, and Big 12 baseball. And we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I want you to pick who you think the three dominant teams will be over, say, the next five to ten years in all three of those sports. Football, basketball, baseball. Mm -hmm. Timeline again? Uh, five to ten F years. Five, okay. Man, I, I, I hate myself for, for thinking this way. Um, I feel like you almost have to say TCU with with how they've performed. I mean, you can't see them going. Are you, are you telling us the sport right now? I thought we were talking about all three combined. No, 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 no. Oh, each each sport. Okay, well, all three combined make would make nine. Okay, we got to get to nine. <laughs> Okay, so three in each sport. Remember, I said it was a nine-part. Oh, three in each sport. See, it's, you already got me confused. Three in each sport. Okay, Arkansas. okay, f football, football. I'm going to say Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech for football. Uh, for basketball, I'll say KU. Uh, I'll say. Um, uh, and it's, I feel like at some point in time, Iowa State's going to come back to the fray, but maybe not yet. Uh, I'll say I'll say KU. Um, West Virginia is too much of a mess. Um, I don't think Jamie Dixon's going to get it turned around. I think K State. I think uh, Jerome Tang's going to get it get it going. He'll be they'll be good, but not great. And and Houston. So I'll say KU Houston. And uh, you know what? Grant McCaslin's had had opportunity. I would pick them as the third team, Texas Tech. And then uh, baseball, I'll say uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Texas Tech. So I'll, I'll put the Red Raiders in there at the in all three sports. Okay. Okay. I'll be a I'll be a bit of a homer. I'll be a homer. Well, I've got Tech in two of the three. Okay. Uh, in too. football, I've got Tech, TCU, and BYU. Uh, if you if this was past the ten year mark, I might have to take out BYU and put in UCF. But I think it's going to take them a little longer than five years. Men's basketball, uh, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor. I've got uh, running the conference, and in baseball, I've got Tech, TCU, and Oklahoma State. Heck, TCU, Oklahoma State. All right, football for me. Um, Texas Tech is in there. Uh, Kansas State is in there. And Baylor is in there for me. Oklahoma State's the one that I, I've questioned about. I just, I, I'm not sure, but they could be there. All right. Men's basketball, I don't know how you left Baylor out of there. Okay. Yeah, you're Kansas, Baylor. Uh, the only question mark I have about Kansas State is Jerome Tang going to stay there? Is he going to be the next coach at Kentucky? But I'm going to go Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor. Four. Why would he go to Kentucky? Uh, because they're not happy with Calipari. You don't think Kentucky would money whip Jerome Tang? You don't think he'd rather be at... I think there'd be probably five or six K coaches State? at least ahead of Jerome Tang going to Kentucky. Well, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Right. We'll see. Yeah. He did a pretty pretty stellar job there last year, Chuck. Oh, I know he did. No, <laughs> Mr. K-State hater. Oh, no, I know he okay. did. I think baseball is the easiest one. I think it's TCU, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. Four new teams in the big added to the Big 12 Conference baseball-wise are just not going to be a factor, as I 
I was saying to Chuck in the break, I think they're going to drag down the RPI this upcoming season. And Colorado doesn't even play. So. And Colorado doesn't even play. And Iowa State. Arizona team. would be a great ad. Great ad for baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this from the Ace Morning Center chat line. I was about to say, it doesn't matter how many parts the question has, Chuck will give one answer, and I was right. <laughs> I'm, cl- I'm, I'm, I'm glad to humor you. <laughs> Somebody wants me to name the five coaches that would be ahead of Jerome Tang. Yeah. You don't think that that guy's a hot commodity? Oh, if, I do. He, I mean, I if he has another season like he just had at K-State, you don't think he's he's high on the list of the big-time programs if there is a job opening? No, I think he is. I just think I think that, um, I don't know, I just have this feeling that he's going to stay there. I, th- I just think I have this feeling that, 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 that it's a good fit. He's a good fit. It clearly is a good fit, but you know, <clears throat> there's been a lot of times where Guys were a good fit, and they left for the big name program. Bigger money, yeah, yeah. Bigger money, bigger program. Let's see, uh, can you see the smoke coming out of Chuck's ears when you ask that question? <laughs> Hamster burned up the wheels. <laughs> uh, In fairness, this was not an easy question to do. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I was able to get it done mm-hmm. is because I was able to write it down and actually, you know, think about each individual sport. I Trying to that- do it on the fly without having any notes or anything in front of you. It's harder than you think it. Is. Which one was the hardest for you guys to decide on? I, I clearly it looked like baseball was the easiest for all of us. I, I kind of struggle. I I probably talked myself too much through for the um um for the basketball. I, I you're you're right. I, I should have concluded Baylor on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think football was the hardest for me. Football yeah. was the hardest. That's yeah. I, but I really do legitimately with the way this program is trending here at Texas Tech and. Um, feeling like you have a, a head coach that is going to be here for a while. I mean, I feel really good about your chances of, of continuing forward. Um, man, TCU is just, they, they were so good last year, but I just don't know. I just, it felt like everything went right for them. And I just, I'm not certain that it's all going to stay in that direction. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, I, I don't know, but. Um, not that good. I mean, I mean. We're, we're in addition to, I mean, they, I mean, they got on that role where they didn't have to face the starting quarterback of the opposition. That always helps. Yeah. 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 And, and Baylor, I think Baylor is going to be a better program than they were last year. I mean, Oklahoma state has been so good and so consistent, but it just was such a mess last year. And now they, and and it's finally Mike Gunny going to say, you know what, it's time for me to retire. And then do you take a bit of a step back for a little while. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to discount them because I think it's been a great program. You know, the the thing... I, and then in K-State's got a, a, a coach that he looks... I mean, you talk about a fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like the perfect fit for K-State. He seems to be a guy that would stick around for a while. And that's a really good program right now. So I don't know. Football's harder for me. And then there's the BYU factor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, football's hard for me. Um, just a couple of guys that uh, Billy Donovan, Brad Stevens, uh, would be guys that could be at uh, at Kentucky. I'm just, I just yeah, kind of Google. Brad Stevens is going to leave his gig as the GM of the Celtics. Mm. Seems like he doesn't want to coach anymore. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But um, here's. Here's <laughs> you're really you're really searching to prove this yeah, guy now wrong. I'm, now, now I'm. Now I'm just looking to see if they have Jerome Tang in the in in at, at listed at all in the top ten. Um, they do not. Hey, 
Here's who they Chuck, list. Chuck, be careful. Your Kansas is sticking out over there. Scott Drew, Chris Beard. That's interesting. Um, they also list uh, Shaka Smart, uh, Brad Brunell from Clemson. Who I, I've not heard of him. Um, let's see. Scott Drew. I, I think I mentioned him. I, it, they don't mean there's no Willie a Jerome Tang in there. I just don't. I think he would have to have um, a couple of more really, really good years before they would even consider that at Kentucky. Not Kentucky, for God's sake. I'm going to hire somebody from K-State. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Jamie, Jeff, and I in, uh, look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Did you see, uh, I'm sure you saw this, Pee Wee Herman died yesterday, Paul Rubens. I did see that or hear that. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? You know, it's, it's kept going through my head yesterday. It was one of his lines. Was it? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? I, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the tribute the Alamo did on their Twitter feed yesterday. I about saw it. that, yeah. That uh, daily, that someone there at, gets asked uh, if they can see the basement in the Alamo because of him looking for his bicycle in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Not Ferris Bueller, uh, uh, P. Herman's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they actually have a basement in the uh, gift shop. Gift shop, right. Because of P.B. Herman. P. Herman. Yeah. And that's, they say, where the bike is, but you can't see it during the renovations. No, you aren't putting mine. No, you aren't putting mine. No, you aren't putting mine. Long battle with cancer. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, I think I heard six years. That he's been battling that? Well, I was battling it. He was battling that. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Yeah, he was. Not battling anymore. Uh, I pretty much lost that one now. I, th- I did find this always uh, kind of confusing as to why he was allowed to do this. but And I still don't know why he was allowed to do this. Uh, but apparently Alex Rodriguez is negotiating with Fox to be there exclusive guy as opposed to him you know doing a little night shift work over on espn in addition to what he was doing a part-time gig on on uh, fox sports he would continue to be a analyst with fox sports and um then be um exclusive there and not do the uh, espn sunday night uh baseball uh broadcast anymore or the alternative broadcast yeah anymore. with michael k so Oh, it was interesting. I guess last Sunday they had uh, the Red Sox were playing the Yankees and they had Roger Clemens kind of in there and A-Rod and Michael Kay. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that was that was more than last. That was a few weeks ago. I could have sworn it was last Sunday. I was sitting in a... This Sunday night was Baltimore and New York. A week ago. A week ago Sunday. That's what I meant. A week ago Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, are you... Uh, are you softening on A-Rod, or do you still kind of have it? A- I mean, I don't particularly care for the guy. I think he's very similar to your boy Chris Beard. I think he's a fraud. Okay. He's My a boy. fake, yeah. His teeth are awful white. I wonder how he gets them so white. <laughs> have you ever noticed that, how white his teeth are? I mean, my <laughs> goodness. Brushing? I don't know. I don't know, brushing. but I mean, they were just, I mean, they're like, I mean, they're really, I mean, they're really white. I mean, stand out. He's got that <laughs> grin that just kind of makes you go. I just kind of want to hit you, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure. No, that, he has a punchable face. There's no doubt. I'm sure he would. I'm sure it would be. 
I'm sure it would be awfully. I think uh, it's the punch back would be. It'd be hard. I think you know, like at the All Star Game where they had uh, Big Poppy and Jeter and mm-hmm. A Rod sitting down there in the front row, and then you've seen them on set, all three of them together. I think it's uncomfortable. It seems extremely uncomfortable with Jeter and A Rod together. Okay, because Jeter yeah. and Big Poppy, it seems like there's a little playfulness between the sure, two. Sure, sure. I think that's uncomfortable. I think. I think Derek Jeter is a very, I don't, I don't want to say maybe bitter. I don't know. I just don't think he's a guy that forgives and forgets. And I just think that he thinks A-Rod's a tool. And it's somewhat some arrogance there with Jeter. And I think he thinks A-Rod's, you know, a tool and he just doesn't have time for him. Like his little shtick isn't funny to Jeter. Okay. <laughs> and so it feels uncomfortable to me when they're on the set together trying to be playful or jovial together. It really kind of surprised me that Jeter was even a broadcaster. I'm I'm shocked. Shocked. He's become, I mean, Derek Jeter, I mean, was so behind the scenes. You didn't see him just doing hardly any media all the, except what he had to mm-hmm. when he was playing the game. And I thought Derek Jeter was just going to ride off into the sunset and we were never going to see him again. Mm-hmm. Then he went through the whole ownership thing with the Marlins and then that ended. And now all of a sudden he's, hey, I'm taking up social media and he's all over our social media. And now he's doing Subway commercials. And I'm like, what? Derek Jeter doesn't need money. Why is he doing Subway commercials? You know? And now he's, he's just bored, si- maybe. Now he's signed up to do, you know, now he's working for Fox. Right. Yeah. It's that's the transformation of Derek Jeter has been very surprising to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody wanted to know previously if I Googled or Binged. Do you, do you Google or Bing, uh, Jeff? Google. Google. Me too. You I barely or? know that Bing is a thing. Right. Yeah. yeah our our man it. in the afternoon, Aaron Dickens, is big on the Bing. Kill me and is not surprised. <laughs> it's big on the big on the Bing. Right. He's big on the Bing like you're big on not watching Star Wars. Okay. I, I don't know how that could be. Um, because you get the reaction from everybody. Yeah. So I'm choosing not to react. Not to you know, bing away, bing, bing away, bing away. You do you, you do you, you do you. Uh, let's see. Yankee Raider had a comment for Jamie JL. This is off topic, but I wanted to hear your opinion. Theo Epstein uh, left after left the Red Sox after 10 years and the Cubs after nine years as well. He said, After so many years, teams need new energy slash ideas. Do you think it may be time for Brian Cashman to mm-hmm. take on a different role or leave the Yankees altogether? I know they've had a bunch of talent on the IL for a big part of the year, and I'm not sure Boone is the right guy for the job either. Just wondering if it's time for Cashman to go, Yankee Raider. Uh, I'd like a different philosophy there. There's, there's no question. I, I mean, I, I, I do. I think I agree with some of what the, the texter is saying there with the uh, sometimes new blood different thought process, mm-hmm. all of the above. I don't dislike Brian Cashman, but. I mean, the Yankees just try to play too much long ball, and they're not—they're not that good at it. And the on-base percentage, things like that that matter in the game are just an afterthought. And you're one of the worst in the league at it, and that's why your offense is one of the worst in the league. So I would like a different approach there of 
hey, let's let's sign and draft some players that actually can get on base, not just try to hit home runs. Uh, uh, I would love for Stanton and Torres to be gone. I, I just they're both just too much hit and miss for me. Is there any concern that uh, the Yankees are rushing Aaron Judge back? Well, it didn't feel like a rush at all. <laughs> felt well, like it took forever. Okay, I mean that, yeah. and that that's fair. But I mean, uh-uh. you kind of. I'm, I'm. You know what? The Yankees are paying them almost forty million dollars a year. Earn your money, man. Okay, <laughs> get out there and play, dude. Tape up your big toe and yeah. go for it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, 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 they also don't want to jeopardize. I'd feel a little going. bit differently if it was a pitcher and his it was his arm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I I don't think the toe injury like is going to have. I don't. Know, I could be totally wrong. Long term effect, term lasting yeah. effects. If he's playing at ninety percent or eighty percent like he is right now. I mean, I've heard the big toe is more important than you think. I think it's it's big for balance and pushing off and mm-hmm. all those kind of things. Yeah. I know it's huge in tennis if your toes are hurting you, you're in trouble. Yeah. But I'm sure it is for hitting too. Again, it's like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to try it, but I mean I've just I've heard that, you know Let's pull back a little bit. Let's not run through walls anymore. Okay, Aaron? Right. Yeah. Be smart, right? Be smart. Know your body. Know your body. I Take... know you look like you can, you know, run through anything and, and you did, but right. we'd, we'd like you to be on the field a little more. Mm-hmm. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.